0: Oh, hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 224, Episode 5 of the Daily Zeitgeist. It's a production of iHeartRadio. Yes, it's the podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared unconsciousness. It's fucking Friday. Thank goodness. February 18th, 2022. My name is Miles Gray, a.k.a. Christina, Christina, I would love to play categories, or I could give you a foot rub. I'm living my life just like in Entourage. Okay, shout out to Christy. I'm a at Waffle House because yes, I was talking about my time in Christina Aguilera's Entourage, filled with categories and foot rubs, and you know, I was maybe living my my best life then, or maybe my worst life. I don't know. TBD. But enough about me. And more about today's guest co-host. I am thrilled to be joined at the helm with one of the most uh, brilliant writers, okay? Someone who has one of the highest degrees in the land when it comes to writing. Their movie takes infallible. Whatever they say is fucking law when it comes to film. That's just that's just my take. That's just You're my not take. Wrong. This mm-hmm. person is one of the first... Actually, I'm going to just say uh, one of basically the original Paddington evangelists. And I think that's really important for all the Paddington hype that I can mm-hmm. I can almost draw a direct lines straight to this person's brain. They're a hilarious comedian as well. But, and you know, they also host the Bechtel cast. You, I don't even have to say more. Please welcome the anagrammed nine-tit Dracula, a.k.a. Caitlin Durante.
1: Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me and I don't, unfortunately, have a new anagram today because I've been too busy, one, playing Wordle. All of okay. my word skills are going to Wordle. Okay. And I've also been too busy playing Pokemon, or Ar- Arceus. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going to just...
0: No, they're going to they're gonna say we feel you on that because the second <laughs> you said it, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I know somebody mm-hmm. who lost their life to that game. Also. <laughs> so, it seems like... A... But I also,
1: is that, I don't, well, I was, like, hesitating because I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I'm it's a fine. Look, fan.
0: At, as a Japanese person, the fact that people are saying Pokemon, mm. I can already, you know, I can already scorch the earth with my uh, anger about that. So sure. they don't have room to tr- to check anybody's pronunciation. But yes, <laughs> uh, you good, Caitlin? What's new?
1: I'm good. Yeah. Just the whole just the playing video games and uh, ruining my life with them instead of, you know, doing work or showering. And um, that's about. That's me in a nutshell right now.
0: I mean, to be really candid, do you have like, look, I, I'm, I've, I've, I go through at like valleys and peaks of uh, mm. bathing depending on my emotional state. Do you sure. have like a moment where you go, nope, all right, we've crossed the line here this time. <laughs> it's like my hair is so oily that it feels like it's made of wires, and I can put it into different shapes. What do you?
1: That's me right now. I did oh, shower I yesterday, but I was like, do I need to wash my hair? I can go a few more days.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, I'd love to know about having natural hair oils, but my scalp is pretty exposed due to Mm. male pattern baldness. Okay, (laughs) let's move on to welcome today's guest. This is somebody who, you know, as a very talented writer, comedian, you may have seen her on a TV show called Conan. Ever heard of it? I have. Maybe you're in the L.A. area and you've heard of the longest running all-female and female-identifying stand-up comedy show at the Hollywood Improv, The Mermaid Comedy Hour, because she hosts and produces that. Also, you may have heard of her number one debut comedy album, Beach Tridash. I'm sorry to put a little bit of slang on that. I'm sorry, Beach Trash, I'll call it by its Christian name. And also, I just love to say, I just love this part of her bio. When she's not slinging jokes, you can find her pumping quarters into the Jurassic Park pinball table while quoting Dennis Nedry. We got Dodson here. See, nobody cares. Please welcome today's guest, Valerie
2: Tozin. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for getting that reference, cause some people uh don't and it makes me very upset.
0: Oh really? <laughs> I, well I think in the in the pinball game it's always uh 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 yep. you didn't say that. I think that's the one that goes through. It. Look, I love that mm-hmm. pinball. It's so good. Well. It's such a good table. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yep. I used to play it a lot at my local seven eleven when that was basically the arcade. In North Hollywood. But, yeah, Valerie, uh, welcome.
2: Thanks.
0: Where, where are you coming to us from?
2: Uh, I'm in L.A.
0: Okay. Yeah, 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 that would make sense. You do a show, a longest running show at the Hollywood Improv. So that that would put you squarely that, in this area. Yeah yeah. Tra- yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, you playing any video games, anything ruining your life, anything taking your attention recently?
2: I mean, I I showed my family Wordle when I was home and I also found the Wordle archives. So there's I'm lost. There's no hope for me. I'm only taking a break to do this podcast and then I'm back into the <laughs> void.
0: Right back to work. <laughs> when you said you went home, where's home?
2: Well, well. So my parents' are, home's Boston, but my folks moved to uh, Florida in the middle of the pandemic, because perfect timing. Uh, let's choice. let's go where it's the worst. And so they're <laughs> they're there now, and uh, and I was there seeing them. So
0: yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, Valerie, we're going to get to know you a little bit better, as will our listeners. But first, let's give a little preview about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, spoiler alert, apparently working at Tesla uh, is a racist hellscape for black workers. We'll look into a really eye opening lawsuit that is being filed against the electric car manufacturer, as well as talking about, you know, speaking of tech weirdness, if you worked at Facebook, you know, there's always like names for people who work at companies at Googles or like Googlers or something. And if you're at Facebook, used to be a Facebooker. Well, now that they're meta, Mark Zuckerberg has a new name that they will go by to completely try and escape their former reputation. They're now meta mates, uh, And we'll talk about what that entails, because apparently it's like they've got a new attitude. And we'll see how that new attitude is shaking up in some Instagram censorship. For very weird stuff happening there. But look, you know, billionaires got to watch billionaires' backs. Then we'll talk about the Olympics. Uh, look, I knew that uh, we all know that the Olympics are like super wasteful. I didn't realize how much they were doing to make uh, Beijing a place for the Winter Olympics. So we'll talk about the efforts that they are going through to make snow uh, appear in a place that barely gets snow. And we'll obviously have to touch on just a hot debate that's been on the show. uh, Just talking about like people have talked about breakfast for dinner, dinner for breakfast as a concept. But people say, you know, breakfast kind of edges out because it has a dessert component built in via pancakes french toast waffles we'll have to settle the debate in the pancakes first waffles debate and we'll do that live here so stay tuned mm. for that but first before we do any of that valerie what is something from your search history that you know reveals a little bit about who you are where you are what you are
2: oh god <laughs> uh, well when i was home or i should say visiting my folks it's weird to call it home or whatever but when i was in florida <laughs> I was staying with my parents, and uh, one of the last things that I Googled was was uh, if the 2001 Odyssey Strip Club is, t- is 24 hours or not. Because I told my dad that it's a giant spaceship, and he's like, well, I want to go. And I was like, please don't make me take my father to a strip club. I would sooner <laughs> die. So <laughs> that is the most recent thing I Googled. What?
0: Wait, hold on. What? Uh. Caitlyn Dronte, I mean, as a film buff, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're. You said I've what? Got a like, lot of questions. <laughs> 2001 Space Odyssey Strip Club.
2: It's a 2001 Odyssey Strip Club. Oh, yes, and sorry. it is a, a yeah. I know. Okay, let's not. Uh, we don't want to cease and desist for them. Okay, <laughs> right, um, right, right. But yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's like a spa- It's a spaceship strip club. Uh, JB Ball actually told me about it because he's from Tampa, and that's where it is. And uh, wow. yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, so <laughs> wait, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not called 2001 a space odyssey, it's just 2001 odyssey, odyssey, but it mm-hmm. but it sounds influenced by the Kubrick mm-hmm. film. Yep. Yep. Okay, it is. Okay. Yeah. And then in in what ways does that manifest visually and physically throughout the club, do you know?
0: Well, you see a different kind of big red eye on stage, Oh, and it's not you
2: out. absolute monster. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm in sorry,
1: the- I had to And also a different, uh, just like upright phallus.
0: Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's literally, the strip club is literally in the space. It is a spaceship. Like, that's literally what it is. That's the only reason why I am intrigued. Because I am an X-Files nerd. And I was like, yeah. No, I'm going to go up there and immediately just go ask about Mulder's sister. (laughs) Like, I can't wait.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wishing you cowards. She worked.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she got abducted by the strip club and that's where she's been. That's, you know, can't help it. Oh,
0: wait, you mean Cinnamon? She's about to go on right now.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: She's right here. (laughs) Wait, so when you say, so the exterior, I'm so sorry because I love sci-fi. So in my mind, I'm like, are they nerdy strip club owners? And they're like, when you come in the doors, like the interior feels spaceship or you go inside and it's the same sort of like stinks of spilled beer and everything's painted black.
2: We ended up not going. Okay. Honestly, thank God. (laughs) And (laughs) I think it's, I still think it's just like a weird gross strip club. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think, I think other than the allure of it being a kitschy name and a kitschy shape, I don't think there's uh, any other crossover than that.
0: Got it. Uh, Their Uh, website. uh, Wow. was Really, something else? Oh okay. yeah! Oh yeah yeah, yeah! yeah
2: yeah.
1: There should be more themed strip clubs, though. I would yeah. go all the time. Oh yeah! If there was like, whatever, a Star Wars, a a Jurassic Park. Uh I am. Are you kidding
2: me? Get, like, I I want to watch a somebody in Dennis Nedry. <laughs> cosplay. <laughs> Just, <laughs> dripping. Yeah,
0: or like a Barbasol shaving cream, like, outfit. Oh, hell and, yeah. Like, where they're hiding the embryos, you know, Shh, they're like, yeah. oh, no, the embryos are in there. and We got dots in here. What would they call that place? Deus Sex Machina? I know we talked about Deus Rex Machina, okay? <laughs> yeah, 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 about yeah, of the course. T-Rex coming out.
1: Of course. There's, let me think on
0: it. Jurassic one. Park, I guess, is what you call that? Okay. Yeah.
2: Oh, they could call it Isla Nudar.
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh,
2: yes. 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 Deep
0: cut. There we go. People, someone familiar with the lore. (laughs) Yeah. I would go. I honestly, I feel like I'd go to any strip club if it was themed, just because the effort feels like, you know, it earns some bit of interaction. Like, unless it's, like, Wild West or, like, some antebellum shit. Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good at right. Or even but just like, make it, it a
2: pop-up strip club where you can right. change the theme all the time, you know? Yeah. That would be awesome. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait. Wow.
1: Spared no sex-spence? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Are they heavy? Then they're expensive. Put them back. Um <laughs> Those oh night vision god. goggles. Who could but forget But even you
2: can even just picture it too, because you know that like Jeff Goldblum, like that sexy image of him laying back with his shirt open oh that's my everywhere. Gosh. Like that, that's that's the fly. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh my god.
0: Oh. Yeah. Man, well
2: I'm it. Jeff Goldblum and welcome to Chaos Theory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's chaos Theories, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh uh, I so yeah, and, and look, tamp I know we got Tampa Zeitgang out there. If you know about two thousand one Odyssey, please hit us up. I, I, I know some of y'all have stories about that place and you know, like, I'm sure they're not all great, but we love a we love a themed anything. Would you go to a Paddington themed strip club, Caitlin? Does that okay, feel like too too? I perverse? knew that question was coming. And I
1: <laughs> have an answer prepared. Okay, Paddington is an ace icon. He's asexual, mm-hmm. and I don't think we need to be bringing titillation like, into Like it. they're two separate things, you know. Yeah. Padding and he's so pure, and it's you know,
0: yeah.
2: But he's already in a trench coat. It's it just literally it's so easy. um, It's a duffel
1: coat, but (laughs) 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 be
0: careful, be careful. Um,
2: Excuse me, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh no, oh no. Okay. Um,
0: Well, this has been fun. I have to go.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: No, I mean, I don't know. I I do go back and forth on this, but I think that because Paddington is Ace, and that's not really canon. That's that's my head canon, Mm -hmm. but I want to separate. Paddington and
0: sex for that reason okay what about like hogwarts is that fair game <laughs> that
2: already sounds it's like a strip of... club are you crazy? that has to be one right <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes yeah. hogwarts you're like yeah. Ugh, it, it's a
2: yeah what are you gonna get here hogwarts <laughs> Hogwarts.
0: it's mostly for people into dermatological phenomenons
1: but like ooh, like a lord of the rings strip club I, there's a lot of yeah stuff there i'm sure yeah. and you gandalf yeah. is
0: like the bouncer
1: Oh, yeah. You
0: know, you shall not pass. Like, cause oh, you have exa- a fake oh, yeah,
1: OK, you know? got it. Yeah, I, I see okay. what you're doing.
0: Look, look, hit us up for free <laughs> free strip club doing. ideas that will get you sued immediately. <laughs> uh, Valerie, you know, now that we know what you're searching, uh, let us know something you think is overrated.
2: I, I just realized that there's a connection to these two things, but it was completely accidental. Honestly, eggplant. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's, I I can't. It's so the texture of it, so gross. Let let zucchini and summer squash do the heavy lifting. They've got it under control. Get out of here with this. It's so gross. You don't
0: like how it kind of gets a little gooey, mushy. Oh,
2: so nasty. It's like the wow. weirdest texture, and it's like it's there's no. It's it's like worse than a mushroom because at least a mushroom like really picks up the flavor of whatever you're cooking it in. Where eggplant is just this like weird, like it's like wet but dry. I don't know. It's so mm. weird.
0: I'm curious how what what was last time uh the last preparation of eggplant that you had that you enjoyed? I or have, just experienced.
2: I got I ate it accidentally the other day when I ordered some tempura veggies and
0: oh. they slipped
2: some eggplant in there and I was like, absolutely not on my watch. You don't want to
0: <laughs> I feel like <laughs> something that's co- like, you know, if it's cooked down like like a baba ganoush, no, you know, most people don't realize you're just eating straight up eggplant. Okay. it's so garlicky.
2: Eggplant tapenade, I I, I will throw myself over a bridge. I can't do it. (laughs) Wow.
0: Just the texture. Caitlin, what do you think? I would have to agree. Wow. Uh, It is called
1: aubergine, isn't it? Yeah. I never buy it. I never order it anywhere. Every so often, I'll be somewhere where there's like a buffet situation and maybe there's like eggplant parmesan. And I'm like, let me see if I like this uh, yet. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the answer is always
1: no.
2: You know what though? Like, zucchini parm is really good. I've made like lasagna and stuff with zucchini, and it's awesome. But eggplant is absolutely. I bad. guess because
0: yeah, zucchini holds its shape more. So mm-hmm. in that sense, it's it has. Yeah, I get it. The, if you don't like the mushy stuff, I love mushy, gooey, slimy. Like oh. I love okra. You know, I like okra. Like, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Trying to find. I'm really trying to zero in on where they've gone wrong with the the aubergine. Because in Japan, like we eat a lot with like it'll be roasted with like miso on it, and so the flavor mm. is super good. And you don't get like there's nothing worse than like a unripe eggplant that's like oh. cooked, and it just you're just like what the. F-? I get that it's yeah. it's an odd experience, but each mm. their own. And finally, Valerie, what is something that you think is underrated?
2: Well, we kind of talked about it, but pinball. I feel like people don't okay. have respect for the game, and I'm here <laughs> to you know just say. Take, a, take Let's see how good you are at pinball. Uh, I'm yeah. on a pinball league because I'm a dork. So... Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, it's so fun. It's really, really fun. But uh, yeah, I think. And it has like a badass history too. Like it was illegal for 30 years in this country. A lot of people don't know that.
1: I just learned about that because I watched Licorice Pizza. Yep. Which I will keep my opinions to myself, but I did absolutely deeply hate it. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but I did learn something from that movie. Yep.
0: You know why it was bad because they didn't have the real legends of the valley, Miles Gray, in that film. You know, what that's I mean? they're, true. They're putting the wrong people in it.
2: I know.
0: <laughs> I should have been. I should have been Licorice Pizza. You that's are one Mr. of the characters, Licorice right? Pizza. Thanks. That sounds
2: like you. a great strip club name for Odyssey. Ah, yeah, her stripper oh, name, I should say.
0: And here, pizza? and here
2: we have a, a ne- next up is licorice pizza. <laughs> oh,
0: <Ow. laughs> wait. So pin. Wait, it was illegal for thirty years. I had mm-hmm. no idea.
2: Yeah. Wait, wh- why was
0: it illegal? They because, thought it was a gambling or some shit.
2: Yes, because kids were spending a lot of money on it, and they were trying. They were branding it as gambling because it was it was looked at as a game of chance versus a game of skill. And so once they kind of essentially rebranded it and changed things to it. That's when they brought it back in the 70s. And and it was still always manufactured here. Like, Chicago is the biggest hub for where all the pinball manufacturers are. And they were just sending them overseas. But, is that, like, Midway? It, yeah, there's, like, Midway, Bally, Stern, Gottlieb, right. you know, like, all those. And, um, yeah, so it was illegal for over 30 years, which is super... Like, LaGuardia wow. was, li- like, literally burning them. That's how crazy oh. it was. Yeah, yeah.
0: Fiorillo, please, yeah. honey. Yeah come down pinball machines (laughs) which is so funny because i remember one of the first pinball machines i remember was playing a doctor who one Mm. and i didn't know what doctor who was and i was like what the fuck is this like why is there a phone booth like as part of this game it makes no sense and then Someone, I remember an adult was like, it's a TARDIS," And I was like, okay, I'm nine <laughs> and I'm waiting for the Jurassic Park machine to get here. Which I think is one of my favorite machines to play.
2: It's really fun. Because there's table. the there's the one from the 90s from when the original movie came out. And there's also one for The Lost World, too. That's like the second movie. And that uh-huh. one, they had it. There was a place in um, the Valley that had it for a while. But I think it went out of business from COVID. But it was fun. There's like a big egg in it. It's really weird.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. And, like, the little d- dinosaurs trying to come out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, mm. yes, yes, yes.
1: Valerie, have you been to, it's either in Highland Park or Eagle Rock. It's just, like, a bar that has, like,
2: <laughs> I'm like
1: several probably. dozen <laughs> pinball. It's, like, a pinball machine bar.
2: There's a few, because I think there's, an, there's one in Highland Park that I think we drove by that was called, I think it was called, was it Barcade? There's a new place that's over yeah, there. I think and there's, no there's market. There's also a really I'll give them a plug because it's a, a new business that's awesome. There's a new comic book like kind of nerd store called Revenge of that's in Highland Park and they have a separate room that is designed. I can't remember if it's the interior of like one of the Star Wars ships or from Alien, but um Ooh. they have a bunch of pinball tables back there. And it's, and they're all brand new tables and like they're, they play so well and it, yeah, it's, it's super rad. So check them out if you're in Highland Park. They're awesome. Nice.
0: So when you play in a league, is it just like every, like each week or something, each match day will be like one table that everybody has to compare their scores or how does it work?
2: I don't know how, I don't know if every league is the same, but the one that I'm on, the way they do it is there's different divisions. There's like, cause when you first, when you meet up for the first day, cause it's, it's like an eight week season and then the finals. They do it where everybody plays and they track the scores and then they look at all the scores after that first meetup and then they place everybody into divisions. So like A, B, C, and D. And then, so you're competing against people in your own division. So you're kind of matched up skill level wise. And then the way that it works is you play, I forget how many tables a night. I want to say it's probably like either six or eight and you get matched up with like two to three other people and you play one table and you take turns and you just do like, Keep going. Mm-hmm. And then you move on to the other table and you keep track of all the points. And there's like different ways that they rank and stuff like that. It's it's actually a lot more complicated. And I have a lot of respect for the guys that run it because I'm like, right. I can't even imagine trying to handle all this.
0: OK, as someone who plays competitively or you're getting into it, I I like to always play for fun. Yeah, I don't really have any rhyme or reason to how I play. Is there do you have a tip for people like something you never considered when playing pinball that you actually need to? You know, to actually kind of think about these are the little things you have to do to kind of end up getting to those higher levels.
2: Yeah, I think like a lot of people, they they don't really know. They don't quite understand how to play it. They don't realize how much like kind of, I guess, like math and like physics is involved and like things like that, where they'll just go up and they'll kind of just start batting stuff around. And so I usually will walk up to a table and kind of assess where all the flippers are and, like, if there's anything listed on the table that tells you what, like, the skill shot or the secret skill shot or any of that stuff is on there. And um, also, like, can treat your flippers as completely separate because they are. A lot of people will play them both at the same time. Right. And that's how you end up losing the ball a lot. And so there's, like, other things that you can see, too, when the ball drops. You can kind of see where it hits because if you hold one of the flippers up, as the ball drops, it'll immediately bounce it over to the other flipper if that's where you need to use it to hit it on something on the other side. So there's Whoa. like, there's like little tricks like that. And, and like, there's tons of stuff on YouTube too that you can check right. out. And it's like, it's really, once you start to really get into it, it's so fun.
0: Right. Oof. Hmm. These are skills I needed, I need to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I definitely just like mashing both and then it goes always between the yeah. flippers I'm like fuck
2: My yeah. life. <laughs> I know and like once I really because I didn't realize I was doing that for a long time and then I was like oh you idiot and then like yeah. it completely changes the way you play and how much better you get and wow. playing competitively is like a different environment too because when you're playing for fun you're going through like all your turns at once but then when you're doing it competitively it's like you play one ball then you have to wait like while three other people play theirs and then come back and it's loud and it's like you know cramped and it's it's just a different style you have to get used to
0: yeah Hmm. oh shit okay uh pinball pros also holler at me if you are tampa if you're in tampa bay and you know about (laughs) 2001 odyssey hit us up if you're a professional pinball player you have some sick tips hit us up okay let's take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about racism at tesla And we are back, and mm, Elon Musk. Let's talk about Elon Musk really quick.
1: Ooh. He has had
0: a wild couple of weeks. He's had to pretend to donate billions of dollars to himself in a move to distract people from another story that came out, that his Neuralink company was basically unethically experimenting on monkeys, or many were dying after he's like, mm. put this brain chip in them. Oh, it's untold suffering? I don't know, whatever. And now... We're hearing about a lawsuit from some of his black empo- employees in a Fremont, California factory claiming that, you know, the workplace is a racist hellscape You'd be surprised. They're like, oh, wow, really? The, the guy who the the boy with emeralds in his pocket from apartheid South Africa, mm-hmm. letting race anti-black racism cook in his facilities? I don't know. I mean, obviously, he doesn't run H.R., but it's his company. So you're going to have to understand. We'll, we'll have to you know look into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So this lawsuit. Uh, has been following, it's like comes after a three-year investigation into Tesla. And it alleges that black and African-American employees at the company's Fremont plant are, quote, segregated to the lowest levels. Meaning, in some places, black employees are meant to scrub the floors on their hands and knees, where employees who are not black did not have to do that kind of labor, also being subjected to some of like the hardest physical labor within the plant. Quote, this is from an NPR article that goes on to say, quote, the lawsuit describes multiple instances of racist language and drawings toward black employees, penalizing black employees more harshly than white employees and denying black employees career advancement opportunities and equal pay for work similar to that of other employees. When they say racist language and drawings, we're talking about graffiti that was like fucking all over the place, according to this lawsuit, like everywhere, the bathroom stalls, workbenches, lunch tables. With things like KKK, hang men's nooses, go back to Africa, uh, using the N-word in all kinds of ways that you can imagine. And this is on top of, like they said, of being such a segregated environment that the some of these racist co-workers had given nicknames to the parts of the factory where most of the black employees were uh, working every day. They would refer to some parts of the factory as, quote, the slave ship or the plantation, in addition to other slurs. One black worker, quote, heard these racial slurs as often as 50 to 100 times a day. Mm -hmm. It's a very, uh, very fucked up story. And sadly, this isn't the first time this shit has happened because another former employee was just awarded by a judge almost $140 million for the racism that they had to endure at Tesla. And, like, in their defense, Tesla just posted to their blog with this rebuttal that essentially said it, like, We've been investigated like 50 times for racial discrimination. And not once did they find us to be acting in violation of the law. <sighs> and it's like, I'm sorry, 50 times. Uh, <laughs> do, what, uh, hmm?
2: That's so insane. It's like it's like when my parents like I was sneaking out of the house all the time as a kid, but I never got caught. It doesn't mean I wasn't sneaking out of the house. It just means <laughs> right. I wasn't getting caught.
0: Like Right. Insane. It's a very yeah. I mean that like that. I don't think. Th- I I guess they think that's a good defense. Although like even like the the like labor board was sort of like the, a lot of even their internal like investigations aren't compliant with like the actual law. So you know mm-hmm. it's like most organizations that investigate themselves where they're sort of like yeah let me look. Okay. Yep. Yeah, clears. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No lies like say, detected. Anything. Yeah. One hundred percent it's uh yeah so the uh, <laughs> this uh Elon Musk nonsense continues and then uh not to mention that this week too he was like he's like shit posting like hitler memes uh talking about trudeau because of like you know them trying to hold up crypto payments to the racist convoy mm-hmm. and it was like it was like a meme of hitler that said like hey don't compare to me-, me to him i had a budget and it's like what are you <sighs>
1: god, god the fuck? Did... He's like such a- gremlin i hear no I even gremlin's a bad name
0: yeah <laughs> <I> just- <laughs> yeah leave, come on leave gizmo alone leave gizmo out of this. <laughs> You're right. I,
2: yeah it's like even the moment i ever heard his name like the last his name literally sounds like a batman villain like he doesn't yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like this there no good can come from somebody named elon musk are you kidding yeah, me musk. It's, yeah, yeah
0: the, the name is too too many hard consonant sounds and Ugh. that feels like like a it sounds like a swear word already.
1: Yeah, right. Mm.
0: But yeah, I mean, I think it's just funny because he's as he, you know, goes more and more like openly or like right wing, like what his like fans are going to be like. Are they also going to be like, yeah, man, fucking the Holocaust didn't happen. But like, we got to have electric cars. We really need to think about <laughs> like, is that the then the weird byproduct of Elon Musk? <laughs> like, I don't Right.
1: It's such a conundrum. To me, because it's like uh, I, we need like that type of technology, electric <laughs> or like some some alternative to, you know, burning fossil fuels and and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, yeah, electric cars sounds good to me, but the main, <laughs> like the one of the biggest manufacturers of them is a
0: like just a piss pot, p-
1: piss pot,
0: a chamber yeah. pot of a human. I yeah. would say. As we yeah. would say back in Victorian England. <laughs>
2: it also always boggles my mind when people have the, they consider these types of people they're like heroes and will go to battle for them no matter what. Where I'm like, what this, do you think if you were in a real world scenario where you met this person that they would even give any type of shit about you? No. It, it's like so wild to me that they put them on a pedestal when I'm like, they would literally step on your neck if they had a chance. Like, it's yeah. crazy.
0: I mean, it's it. They're, it they're, people have, you know, everyone has these odd parasocial relationships. And the ones with like billionaires are like really confounding to me mm-hmm. because they're like they they're actually like the root cause of all the chaos and instability, instability that you're feeling down on the other end of like the socioeconomic ladder. Like, right. but you're so your anger that you're actually using to defend Elon Musk, you, you're it's completely misdirected. And I get for a lot of people, he's like he feels like this fucking. Like, fantasy story of, like, a guy who likes science, who, like, is now, like, this, you know, like, shitty version of... uh, What's the dude from uh, Iron Man? You know what I mean? Oh, Tony Stark? Stark. Yeah, Yeah. he's like Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. He's like the new, like, you know, his own hair-plugged version of Tony Stark. (laughs) And in that sense, you know, like, no shade. I I remember the old photos of you when PayPal came out in 2000. Very different hairline. But that's the glow-up that we can experience with billions of dollars. So right one day one day I will get that's why I defend him for my right to get <laughs> hair honestly
2: plugs. I'm starting to see a correlation between people becoming worse humans when they get hair plugs it's like it's like infecting their brain <laughs> you know what I,
0: mean? Right. I mean who okay so Jeremy Piven
2: mhm
0: you know hair that the plugs the plugs took him to an interesting path although he's been pretty quiet I I feel who else uh I do Elon. think
1: that well
0: Antonio Banderas See, that's people don't know about his plugs.
2: Wait, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hang on a second. Well, that you need a lot if you're going to be a cat. Sorry. To- stuff, yeah. Stupid <laughs> reference.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> deep
2: cut of Puss in Boots. Anybody? No? <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> I got you. What about uh, Billy Zane? I mean, he's just, he's the best.
0: So, is he? Oh, yeah. How do his plugs look? They look good?
1: Well, uh, <laughs> Well, I don't even know if he's using them anymore. Maybe he got. Can unplugged? you take them out? What? <laughs> or maybe oh. you never had them.
2: I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about Travolta? Billy Zane
0: and plugs. I mean, is Travolta wearing toupees or or plugs?
2: Mm-hmm. I think he's wearing a whole new face. <laughs>
0: it's kind right,
2: of
1: face off. Speaking yeah. of, uh, Nicholas Cage, I feel like has plugs. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's tried. He, he was kind of like back in those 90s films when his hair looked different every film. <laughs> and like nobody really just asked about it. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. He looks great. He looks great. You're like, hold on now. Did it, they have the hair, the same hair and makeup person on this other film? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, shout out to uh, Billy Zane. Because you say Billy Zane is a, a cool guy still.
1: I mean, I don't know him personally, but based on his performance in Titanic, Mm -hmm. And yes, he is the villain, but isn't the iceberg actually the villain? I would say Mm. that Billy Zane seems cool, is my point.
0: Yeah, Someone said that he had some kind of disorder that made him bald. And I'm just reading a Reddit thread, so don't believe anything (laughs) I'm reading right now. And then someone said, no, in an interview, he said it was just male pattern baldness started when he was 25. Okay. Okay. Anyway, Thank you, Reddit. Was Thank he the you, shadow? aggressive
2: Reddit user. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> for defending Billy Zane's lack of hair and the root causes of it. But yeah, shout out to uh, for the people who got plugs and went positive with it.
1: We you know, need you. That's a
0: big, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, we need you more than ever. <laughs> Speaking of tech weirdness. Uh, Let's talk about Facebook really quick. So Facebook obviously became such a toxic brand uh, as more and more people realize it's just meetup.com for bigots and Mm anti-vaxxers. But not to mention the fact that every person that leaves Mm -hmm. there has horror stories about how, like, the company knows how bad shit is and their hand in it. And they still don't care because it's all about growth, baby. Mm -hmm. It's all about growth. Well, in October, they rebranded. Not they. Fucking Mark Zuckerberg. Okay. realized, like, fuck, man. Facebook makes people the word Facebook makes people's skin crawl. So let's try to do something different. How about meta? But I think most young people have rejected that attempt at like a brand wardrobe change. And I will I will always call it Facebook. I do not recognize meta because I'm not going to let them do that. (laughs) But they also wanted to, you know, pivot to the metaverse. And again, not many people cared. But like I said what does it mean for the people that have to work for Mark Zuckerberg? What do they call themselves now? <laughs> Most importantly, he came out. <laughs> what yeah. is their yeah. name? They're meta mates, folks. Uh, okay, so, it. Uh, okay, that sounds, past... that
2: sounds like a knockoff brand of Dunkaroos. <laughs> like, it's so, so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, so dumb
0: Because like... <laughs> it's the fucking The, the kangaroo yeah. Be Metamites
2: Yeah <laughs> kids
0: get your, get your dunking cookies with Metamites Yeah wow. with Chokor <laughs> Chokor the Oddvac Like what the fuck <laughs> Yeah MetaMates. <laughs> I will never forget that <laughs> Off-brand dunkaroos <laughs> um, You know Their the, the old values used to be things like Be bold Focus on impact. Now, Mark has brought in new uh, mottos, which are now, quote, live in the future. That's the worst thing mm. I've ever heard. That's actually the that's violent to uh, completely oh. ignore the present because the future doesn't exist. Mm. Build awesome things. Okay, that's pretty fog. <laughs> and uh, focus on long-term impact. Okay. Uh, what? What? It, it it really they really went meta like so far out they're like none of these things actually mean anything yeah and now the the a new like the slogan is meta meta mates me as he posted triumphantly in a Facebook post <laughs> I I don't know what that, that sounds means. like a so-
2: divorcee's memoir like it's like so <laughs> stupid.
0: Right. They need someone is, who is on their speed.
2: who is on their branding team. <laughs> like, yeah, this is bad. They've
0: got a few if they got a few interesting people on there. So the, the, in this post he says, quote, I've always believed that in order for values to be useful, they need to be ideas that good companies can reasonably disagree with or emphasize differently. Huh? Mm-hmm. If you for the values to be useful, they have to be ideas that you can reasonably disagree with. I'm what? having trouble. Unpacking. Yeah. Like, to
1: hire if, Aaron Sorkin to come in and write his dialogue, much like he did for the social network, because none of this makes any right. sense.
0: <laughs> or he needs to start doing cocaine.
2: Reasonably argue. Is that what it is?
0: Reasonably, reasonably disagree. Can reasonably disagree. disagree. Oh, yeah. With. There's
2: been a lot of there's been a lot of reasonably disagreeing on Facebook. <laughs>
0: like Yeah. Like right. if your values are like inclusivity, you're saying it's got to be something you can reasonably disagree with. Inclusivity. Yeah. Like, how do you reasonably disagree? (laughs) Whatever. I'm getting too into the words when they really mean nothing. And then he goes on to say, quote, I think these values capture how we must act as a company to bring our vision to life. Again, vague tech talk. Don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You should have just
2: rebranded as smoke and mirrors because that's all it is.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly. And, you know, I, I'm, I think many people are curious what this fucking vision is exactly because in the last couple of days, people have pointed out that Instagram posts are now coming with content warnings when the content seems to be talking about like corporate greed. Oh. So the economic, yeah, left that's the account... thing we're putting
2: a warning on this corporate
0: greed. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. This is what's wild. So Dan Price, who's like, you know, the, He's like, you know, branding himself as like the CEO who stands up for the little guy. He's like, if you see his face, he looks like the Apex twin mask, but like a real guy. (laughs) So he's put on, he posted a tweet that said, ExxonMobil, highest profit in seven years. Chevron, highest profit in seven years. Shell, highest profit in seven years. BP, British Petroleum, highest profit in eight years. Gas prices, highest in seven years. Guess it's just that inflation. And underneath, they have a content label that says, Missing context. The same information was reviewed by independent fact checkers in another post. Okay, how about this one? Uh, Another Instagram post uh, just took a like a screen cap of a tweet from uh, Kasim Rashid at Kasim Rashid on Twitter posted Chipotle. Twenty six, 26 percent profit increase, raising prices. Starbucks, 31 percent profit increase, raising prices. McDonald's. 59% 59% profit increase, raising prices. Shell, mobile, BP, 60% profit increase, raising prices. There's not a labor shortage. This isn't inflation. It is 100% corporate greed. And again, the label, missing context, the same information. So this is like a group of independent fact checkers. When you kind of look at it, they're not really into. Two of them are like think tanks that are far from being like, you know, uh, nonpartisan by any stretch. They had a fucking article that said, like, inflation is um actually, quote, caused by big federal spending, heightened demand and supply problems, all of which have accompanied the pandemic. So I'm sorry, what uh. <laughs> that that's that sounds like a lot of partisan talk right there. Big federal spending. Are we talking about what, like child inc- like child tax credits? Are we talking about PPP loans? Are we talking about the stimulus checks that were people got. And right. is that what your article is saying? It's actually the neediness of the pores that caused the inflation. Also, we're making so much money we don't know what the fuck to do with it right now.
1: <laughs> also I'm confused about the just the content of these missing context warnings that just say the same information was reviewed by independent fact checkers in another post. Yeah. Like that what it, well, that it's other like, post okay.
0: will show you this nonsense, like what they're actually talking about, and you're like, uh-huh. "This is so fucking ridiculous." So you're gonna, uh, as we're dealing with like the some like the worst inequality that I've ever known. I think most of us have ever known. We're now gonna <laughs> put these content warnings on things, being like, "Hey, man, this is true. This stuff that I'm saying is true." Now, I get maybe they want to argue the nuances of economics. But if you look at every single, like, shareholders, like, earnings call transcript, any kind of quarterly report where the the C-suite has to articulate what their plans have been to keep profits up, they all say that they're raising prices to keep the profits high. Mm-hmm. None of them are talking about all this, like, you know, big federal fucking spending really fucked us this year. They're saying, no, <laughs> oh, man, we can squeeze more out of people right now.
1: Right. It's
0: yeah, yeah,
2: it's so it's it's infuriating. Like it really is. And like, especially just knowing how much how much money is out there and how just such a small percentage of people have it. And Mm -hmm. I can't imagine having that amount of money and watching so many people suffer and just being like, oh, that sucks. Well, time to get on my private jet, (laughs) go to the Maldives. Like It's like so wild to me, the disconnect.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you have like that guy, Charlie Munger. Who's, like, Warren Buffett's, like, right-hand man. Okay, that last name
2: already. I can't.
1: Oh, this
0: guy's disgusting. All these
1: villain names. Yeah. Charlie
0: Munger. You're like, it's Munger. He's going to fight the Batman next. You know, like, (laughs) this fucking guy, right? We've talked about him on this show because he's sort of styled himself as, like, an architect and, like, designer of, like, you know, new age buildings and things like that. He's the guy who's designed like windowless dorms that are like everyone in Santa Barbara's like, please don't build this at UCSP. Like what you're building is like some fucked up panopticon windowless prison for students. And it's not going to work. He Mm -hmm. recently came out and was saying like, these poor people are attacking our wealth because they're jealous. So we are now in the player hater phase, the their haters phase of the wealthy looking at people talking about inequality. Just haters. That's all it is. (laughs) It's when you know you've completely lost yeah. it.
1: Yeah, I just think I am still stuck on this missing context thing where it's like I feel like if I just like tweeted a joke and then there would be like a warning at the end, at the bottom of it that said like missing context. Another person tweeted another joke. Like the, right. the content of this makes. I just maybe I don't understand what the intent is behind it. But I'm just like, what do you it, this is all meaningless. OK, yeah. when anyway. I
2: you remember when the um when everybody was doing those CDC tweets like the CDC says. So mm-hmm. I tweeted one about I was like, the CDC says that you can now put cocaine and soda again. And <laughs> and like Forbes picked up a bunch of those tweets and we're talking about it. And they literally put a disclaimer on on like in the article about my tweet that's like, this isn't true. Like you can't. They're not saying you can do that. Did I was like, yeah, man. Like people, no. Like <laughs> right. it's so insane. Wow. Yeah. They're, uh.
0: they're, like when you actually look at what they say. Oh, this is the this is the other article, right? That it, it's checked. It says AFP fact check: corporate prices, hi- corporate price hikes are not root cause of U.S. inflation. Okay. So it's just uh. like
1: linking to. Um it
0: just says experts rejected the idea that corporations mm-hmm. are the main culprit and said the spike in prices follows big federal spending, as I said, heightened demand and supply problems, all of which accompanied the pandemic. Like okay. I mean, look, <laughs> you're watching them carry water like, you know, they gotta carry water for each other. And it's just so it's so transparent, right? Like how are you gonna tell a working person who's like looking at the fucking price of like a paper a roll of paper towels like just go through the roof suddenly? Mm-hmm. They're like Oh, man, I should have fucking stimulus checks, man. (laughs) Or like you look at, you know, the wealthy just report and these companies report record profits. It's uh, it's very hard to then be like, try and put this blame back on someone else. Like, yeah, it's the federal
2: Mm -hmm. government yeah, trying to help
0: people. But ultimately, that's that is the propaganda that you have to put out to kind of keep people from getting in touch with like any kind of sense of empathy or outrage that needs to be constructively directed at. You know the oligarchy. So right. cool, Mark. Uh, keep fucking up the earth. Pretty cool. So yeah. this all
2: could have been avoided if somebody just sacrificed himself and he got laid when he was younger. I'm cons- I'm totally like
0: this right. all could have been avoided. <laughs> that yeah, this guy's oh my god his his whole thing of like we're gonna rate how hot chicks are.
2: I literally uh, I remember because like I when Facebook started it was it was when you had to sign up with a. college College email email. address and i Mm. like i was like in that first wave of people that that had it and it was yeah Yeah. so nuts
0: and i remember i thought i was i thought it was the shit because i was like bro you need a college email to get on that shit
2: yeah and i
0: did and i'm like this shit's fucking not cool i'm like i'm still fucking with myspace
2: (laughs) yeah oh man i'm yeah how is Um, tom
0: he's doing good (laughs) i don't know Probably, you know, like, I hate to be like, oh, they're great. And then you're like, he's been donating so much money to the trucker convoy. <laughs> of course, dude. Tom
2: wouldn't guy. do us dirty like that. I no, have no. Some... There people, oh, I think God. there
0: there have been a few articles, like, in the last year because people have become so nostalgic of, like, this sort of binary of, like, Tom from MySpace or fuck Zuckerberg. Like, which one is it going to be? It seems like he's, he's living his best life because mm-hmm. he, he cashed out. But anyway, who'd have thought? Who would have thought that something with such a misogynistic uh, origin story could turn into a force of
1: evil? Who well, would have thunk it? Who would have thought?
0: Who would have thought? <sighs> and again, I believe that Facebook wasn't a face that was bitten by a radioactive book.
1: Well, then I <laughs> hate know. it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I want to, to check in with you, Caitlin, to <laughs> yeah. know about the origin story.
1: I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. I want to quickly talk about the Olympics as that begins to wrap up. Have, have any of y'all watched much of it? I watched the one-person bobsleigh, the women's mm-hmm. one. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I watched one curling thing.
1: I haven't seen any of it
0: this year. Me either. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. See, it's like people's will for that uh, has <laughs> slowly been going down <laughs> because it's just a massive waste of money and uh, energy. But yes, I think as a lot of people... People who listen to this show know we kind of talk about how just the overall waste that comes to mind with the Olympics and the displacement uh, of poor people that comes along with hosting an Olympics and building venues that pretty much never get used again, Mm -hmm. all for just a big international dick measuring contest. (laughs) And when it comes to Beijing, uh, the Winter Olympics there, my God, I had no idea like I'm sure there are plenty of articles being written about. They're like, why are the Winter Olympics happening in a place that gets less than six inches of snow every year? Uh-huh. And I didn't I didn't quite realize what the effort was there. So the reason it doesn't get a lot of snow is already because of just geographically where it's at in the monsoon cycle. But to put it plainly, there's no fucking reason to have a Winter Olympics there. You know what I mean? Like, we might as well have the shit in Long Beach, considering, like, the <laughs> amount of, like, resources that they're using to make snow where it ain't any an estimated 49 million gallons of water was needed to produce enough snow for the games a formidable challenge since beijing suffers from recurring droughts and a declining supply of drinkable water due to global warming to save groundwater they also paused irrigation on tens of thousands of acres of farmland you know they do say that the water that from the melting snow the olympic officials are saying is like they're going to actually route that to another reservoir to be used again for irrigation, landscaping, et cetera. I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, more than $60 million was spent on equipment from the artificial snow company Techno Alpen, uh, which is based in Italy. Where They're basically buying these like snow guns that are just used to compress air, like using compressed air to like blow out a bunch of frozen water droplets and then make their fake snow. They needed 40 miles of pipe to transport the water. They needed like these snow cats that are, you know, like these tractors to just kind of smooth out the snow and shit. Mm-hmm. And after the Olympics, like they're saying, we've, we hear this every fucking time China is saying, you know, we're going to put all this stuff to good use after the Olympics. This wasn't just some one off thing that we're going to let completely rot like every other Olympic Games that's happened on Earth. And it, I think. But most people are looking at just sort of how that sentiment holds up in in history. And it almost is like a nailed on guarantee that it's just going to rot and like wither away. Like, you know, in Brazil, like the stuff from 2016 is now like concrete graveyards. Even in Sochi, that was like a winter city or a resort city. They just have like fences up around the old infrastructure. Be like, get the fuck away from this stuff. Uh, and even like from the 2008 games in China. Similar stuff. They said, hey, we're going to use everything again. And there's just a lot of unused shit.
1: So, Did they build an entirely new arena from the one that they from the other Beijing Olympics?
0: Well, that's like a track and field complex. The mm-hmm. like the bird's nest, I think is what they or, called it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched. So but I'd imagine like everything needs to be in either like a proper snowy place to to ski or, if I guess right. if you're curling, you can use an indoor facility or if it's hockey. So, yeah, I don't know how they use the bird's nest anymore. If it's oh. just to like.
1: They should, know. if they're going to do the Olympics, which like obviously there's arguments to like, why are we doing this? But if they're going to do it, there can be two stadiums mm-hmm. that they reuse every, every like one winter stadium, one summer stadium, where they reuse them every year. And like, I guess lucky for the people who like live in or near those places and like don't have to travel far but like the alternative is so awful and wasteful and why not you know world cup can be held there too in the summer place like don't like every time they're like yeah we're gonna here's where the next olympics is and we have to build a new thing it's just like so devastating like to every and just to like that the community and the economies of the like the economy of that community and the whole ugh, the environment, everything.
0: Hey, it's so insane. What? 2028
2: LA. <laughs> I have <laughs> never been more furious than like with that, because and they I I love how that we as taxpayers and people that live in Los Angeles were given absolutely no choice about it. No. You know what I mean? Like that's the part that makes me so like, how come that's not a thing that we get to vote on? To be like, do you want to bring this to our city? And it's like, absolutely not. And like, in fact, I didn't even know that the Super Bowl was going to be here until like a few weeks before. And I was like, how did that completely slip under the radar that, you know, that we are holding it here. And I tweeted about it. And so many people were like, wait, what it's here. And I was like, yeah, yeah there's like no one <laughs> knew. And so oh, like, they're it like, like, yeah. And
0: don't even let us say about the building of the SoFi stadium, what that did to Inglewood. Like, oh that, my God. don't worry about I any know. of that. Don't worry about all the fucking subsidies that go to this shit. And you just realize like, it's, there's, There's only assistance for the wealthy, really, when it comes down to it.
2: Oh, my Mm. God. And then them sending ice to like all to like go after all the street vendors that were there for the super. It's like, it's just, it's so gross. And so it's just, (sighs) oh, it makes me so mad.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, that's why I check out nolympicsla.com to learn about uh, the people trying to organize some sense of resistance and just to inform people just about how fucking much of a waste the Olympics are. And, yeah, like, I honestly and I think even in the most charitable version, like, well, we can reform capitalism type thing. It's almost like you'd say, like, well, if it's in a place, then you can't build anything new to get the Olympics there. Like, that could be a rule where you're just like, okay, you want it. You can't build shit, though. You got to have everything that you need. And Mm -hmm. that's the only way it's going to happen. Otherwise, just fucking. Yeah, just do it in one place. I don't think anyone gives a shit. You know, if you're worried about that home field advantage, uh, do it, you know. Do it in Mars or something, or the moon. I'm sure Elon could get behind that. Okay, and then finally, just the really the most pressing debate of our time. So on the show, while I was away, and this this comes up a lot. We talk about breakfast. We're breakfast lovers here, mm. Valerie. Before you came on, we were talking about a controversial omission of eggs from your breakfast burrito from a very well known breakfast burrito purveyor in the city, and I won't I won't name them, but let's say it rhymes with. Sandy Koufax, the pitcher. <laughs> I will go on to say that in this in this show, we also like we like a good debate based on articles from the Takeout. We love the Takeout, the food blog. And this one, they're positing the question: Are waffles better than pancakes? Now, mm. I don't know what everyone's feelings are on these two breakfast items. I Strong know that it, okay. Everyone's got opinions. I oh, know there's yeah. nothing worse. The one, the one thing I will that have that pancakes and waffles have in common. There's nothing worse than having a bad waffle or a bad pancake. I do feel it's easier to fuck up a waffle than it is a pancake. Mm -hmm. But I will now open the floor for uh, 17 minutes of (laughs) opening. Valerie, you go first.
2: Okay. Uh, Here, here are my thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. First of all, pancakes—absolute, not even a question—they for sure outshine waffles. Waffles, I feel like. First of all, even just being able to order them is kind of risky because it, it's like waffles seem to be like the McFlurry of restaurants where half mm-hmm. the time you go in there and you're like, can I get a waffle? And they're like, sorry, waffle machine's broken. Like yeah. every like right. every time. It's crazy. And like pancakes are just so much more superior. And I I think to waffles, it's easy because I've worked in places where they had frozen made like pre-made waffles and they would use those but you can't really do that with a pancake so you know that it's fresh when you're getting it Mm -hmm. and like those like really fluffy ones and just like getting like weird like crazy shit in them and on them and it's just i don't know they're just much more of a creative endeavor i feel Mm -hmm. with pancakes and they're just they're so much better
0: caitlin durante 17 minutes (laughs)
1: <laughs> my Deep rebuttal breath. because I'm <laughs> oh, pro-waffle. No! Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I order pancakes more frequently than I order waffles because waffles wow, are okay. too expensive. Uh, and that is a problem with waffles if you're like going out to whatever, like a brunch place. I feel like generally...
0: Oh, they, they really mark... They really try and They mark the, up the, the price because they're the like, we had to you.
1: use a special apparatus or right. i don't know but i i don't know something about even though like the batter is probably the same for pancakes and waffles right, right. uh i don't i don't know about food food <laughs> but but i just i like the texture and the crispiness of a waffle for some reason the flavor just tastes a little bit better to me when it's in waffle form mm. and you know i don't know i just i I really lo- it when well done, because I agree it is it is uh, easier to fuck up a waffle. Yeah. But when they, when it's done right, waffles
0: all the way. OK, the reason it's, well, I'm looking at it, the ratios for waffle batter versus pancake batter, waffle contains more sugar, butter and eggs than, camp, than pancake. OK,
1: butter. so it's not the same batter.
0: So it's more I mean, those you have those elements in them, but there's an increase in that. The sure. stuff that makes it super unhealthy, which is why I think Yummy. Maybe it's like, that means yumma, <laughs> yumma, yumma ah! for me. I It's hard for me because like, it's weird as a kid, I grew up eating Eggos and sure those thing. are shit. Those are some of the, I mean, they're not waffles. They're like waffle shaped frozen things that you eat because, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's what you're able to make yourself as a kid for breakfast.
1: Right?
0: Pancakes, I've always shied away from, but I do like. And this is where I'm getting a little bit uh, highfalutin, a souffle pancake,
2: oh, like yeah. a Japanese
0: style pancake, because that shit is thick daddy. Okay? Yeah. And <laughs> the texture is really something else. And I, I implore you, if you're ever like at a Asian market or something and they have Japanese pancake batter, buy that shit and put yogurt in the mix. Mm. You will fucking take your body to a whole other level of. Glucose spiking or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it's it really is delicious. And I, mm. I I I think I'm... I lean pancake, but okay. I'm waffle curious.
2: I'll, <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: I'll also say, too, as a, as a typical white woman, I uh, highly recommend the pumpkin pancake mix at Trader Joe's. It's very um. good. Uh, I usually put blueberries in them as well. And I use soy milk for it instead of regular milk. And... I it's 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 better with butter, but you can also use applesauce instead of butter, and it is um, mm. very delicious.
0: Wait, what does okay. applesauce give you? Like a little more? It's texture? healthier
2: than using butter, and it's a dairy alternative. But it is like, uh, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just better for you. But it's still very good. Like honestly, you probably wouldn't even know the difference if somebody just served you one of those.
0: Wow. Hmm, yeah. I had no idea.
2: Hot tip, hot tip.
0: Yeah. The things we learn every day.
2: Um, Caitlin, can mm. I ask though, does Paddington have a preference? Mm.
0: He, think
2: he hasn't or
1: specified. They- All I know is that he loves marmalade sandwiches. And you know, there are sandwiches that are made as with like pancakes or waffles as like the ba- like the bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's he's doing that yet. Yeah yet Paddington three we'll I'm see. writing the script right now <laughs> <laughs> even though it's already in development with the people who are actually making the movie I'm writing my own script and yeah. maybe I'll throw in there that pat and of course he's gonna because I'm pro waffle I'm gonna get a hashtag going team Ooh. waffle
0: kick off the debate online for people yeah. to determine. Like if Paddington is waffle or pancakes?
1: Well, no, just I, just in general, like a okay. your preference. So I guess I think we should do t- hashtag Team Waffle or hashtag Team Pancake. Zeitgang, mm. come through. Let us know. Let us know where you're at.
0: And yeah, which is which is the superior breakfast cake or whatever we want to call that. Mm-hmm. I, I I like the idea though of like <laughs> you know because you know we we're out here we know people who are writers and comedians like have you ever met someone who wrote a spec script that no one asked for and they're like (laughs) i'm just working on this spec script and you're like why you mean like like, because there needs to be an ace ventura four and i'm like (laughs) yes what
1: okay so i used to do i used to read for like production companies and like script competitions Mm -hmm. and like evaluate scripts based on uh, whatever but someone wrote a sequel to the movie deliverance Someone wrote Deliverance 2.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: And I had to be like, well, first of all, obviously pass because you don't own the rights to this property. Yeah. And secondly, this script is not good. But someone did take the time to write Deliverance 2.
0: Wow. And what was this, like, more, like, banjos? They just go
1: back. Or I think it's, like, different characters, but they go back into the woods and... Scary stuff
0: happens. Oh.
2: Deliverance Two is just Deliverance in space. That's all. We're just changing the location. Right.
0: <laughs> deliverance in space. That's actually. Ah, hold on. Elon Musk? There's your script. Someone just needs <laughs> to map Deliverance onto a space aesthetic, and now we're like, this is breathtaking. It challenged everything I believed.
2: Oh, my God. Zero gravity banjo. I don't know if the world's ready. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, man. Like a sentient AI is doing that scene. (laughs) Yeah, that would be pretty. I I just think about that, too, because I I love the idea of like you being like, I'm writing. I'm writing the Paddington three script. I don't give a fuck because I this person. I'm not going to name names, but I knew somebody who was very hardly working, very diligently working on an Ace Ventura sequel script when wow. there was no talk of another Ace Ventura film coming out. But, okay. like, in their mind, they're like, this is the sickest shit that, I, that will ever be read, and when I submit this, they're going to have to make it. And I was like, that's kind of not how the industry that's works. I'm pretty
2: sure how... this is how and just, like, that got made. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Just brute the sequel force. that no one asked for. Right. <laughs> to like, it's got all your care- favorite characters except the one that most people universally agree is the funny the funniest one of the bunch.
2: <laughs> oh you're
0: gonna love it. But you get genius. Will I watch
2: every season they make? Of course I will. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Me too. I watched the whole damn thing and like yeah. like, really? like uh... cracking my knuckles, and being like, this is fucking
2: dumb. Why are I know, doing this? I know. Oh, it hurts.
0: Oh man. <laughs> But it's, yeah. <laughs> it's
2: but listen, special. worth it for the Che Diaz discourse because those, it's just been very fun.
0: Yeah. I love, yeah. The Che Diaz disc- discourse has been like one of those, you know, pleasant surprises from this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Valerie, thanks so much uh, for coming on the show. It's been a wonderful, wonderful time having you on. Uh, please, please come back. Where can people find you, follow you, support you, observe you, watch you? Uh, and what's a tweet that you've been liking?
2: Oh, well, you can find me uh, on social media at Valerie underscore Tossie. Uh, I'm mostly on Twitter and Instagram. I have the same handle for TikTok. Will I eventually use it? Maybe not. But you can find me on there. My new album is out, Beach Trash. You can find that pretty much everywhere. And uh, if you're local to Boston, I'll be in Boston next weekend at a hideout, which is going to be really fun, at the White Bowl Tavern. And a tweet that I love is one of my... It's it's from last year, I think, but it's I can't stop quoting it. It's so funny. Uh, the tweet is about to invent yard gnomes, babe. The lawn looks great. How can we get a little fucking freak in here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we get a little it's fucking one freak of my. In here.
2: <laughs> how can we get a little fucking freak in here? It's one of yeah. my. I can't. I quote it every day. It's one of my favorite things. It's so funny. Dude,
0: how we this thing needs? We need a little fucking freak up in here. A Little please. fucking freak in here. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, thank you so much uh, for helping me with this, this wonderful Second Rate Podcast. My of pleasure. Zeitgeist. Where can people find you and follow you, uh, see you? Uh, what's the tweet that you like?
1: You can uh, catch me on Nintendo Switch Online. I'll be there playing Pokemon uh, Arceus, if that's how you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can catch me on Wordle with 100% (laughs) like streak, uh, get it right every day. (laughs) You can uh, check out Paddington 3 in theaters, uh, written by Caitlin Durante. It's coming out soon. (laughs) No, for real though. (laughs) <laughs> you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin Durante. I have a screenwriting class that I'm teaching coming up. Uh, my intro level class, it starts in end of April, I want to say. But if you go to my website, com slash classes, you'll see the link for that. I I still have spots left in that class. And check out the Bechtel cast hosted by myself and Jamie Loftus and we analyze movies through an intersectional feminist lens. There it is. Oh, and then a tweet I've been liking. Um, I've been thinking a lot about Jane Austen recently Mm. because we covered a few movies on the Bechdel cast that are adaptations of her work. And um, let's see, at Galactic Idiots tweeted, and this is from a while ago, but I loved it so much. Jane Austen's works are timeless classics because she knew the real horrors in life are having to listen to men who think they're better than you and receiving unannounced visitors. <laughs> ah, <so. laughs>
0: oh, fuck yeah. Some tweets that I like. First one is from at Russ Fisher. It's a picture of Don Draper from Mad Men in front of like a like, A presentation board, and he's like got his hands open, like, Listen to this idea. And behind him, the board reads Disney prisons. Because I think if you heard <laughs> about the new di- planned Disney communities that they have, I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, that, that'll be next, probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you, uh, when you trans, if you're a transgressor in a di- master planned Disney community, you'll probably be put in the county Disney lockup. And then one more, uh, Tim Long L E O N G, uh, tweeted. It was today I was today's years old when I found out Marissa Tomei is an anagram for It's a me Mario.
2: <laughs> I, oh my gosh. Oh my god is that real? I think so.
1: As an anagram aficionado. I do think that's correct. Oh
2: my, oh my God, that is incredible! God. I'm sorry, y'all.
0: <laughs> I had to. We got Caitlyn on with the anagram names, but Marissa Tomei just came through with "It's a me, it's a me, Mario." So that yeah, out, out to that, that that really got me. That one. Really I got
2: didn't me. expect there to be a mic drop in the presentation of tweets, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Like... yeah,
0: that was. And it's not often we get those. Uh, you can find me at miles of gray on twitter and instagram also tiktok but i usually just lurk on there because i'm just trying to learn what the kids think's funny on there Mm -hmm. and then i usually get that alert where the person's like hey hey hi hi you've been scrolling for like fucking eight hours fool (laughs) the fuck's wrong (laughs) with you?" i'm like yeah yeah that's fine more on that later (laughs) find me there also my other podcast 420 day fiance with sophia alexandra where we talk 90 day fiance and get really high uh, and 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 you should, that's just a that's just a healing show for me. And you can find us at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page, all that Daily Zeitgeist. And you know, check it out. We got the we got the, the what the songs we write out on. We got the footnotes there. Footnotes. footnotes. Thank you, Caitlin. Yes. <laughs> and obviously, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. So for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And that also means a song that we write out on and the song that we're gonna write out on today you know, keeping it it black for Black History Month you know we're gonna do that this one is a track from Flying Lotus and Kendrick Lamar called Never Catch Me and it's a fantastic song Thundercat is obviously ripping on bass in that song, but he's not, you know, technically featured on it, the video though is fucking amazing if you've never seen the music video for Never Catch Me, I believe it's directed by I wanna say Hiro Murai maybe, you know, cause Hiro Murai knows how to uh, direct some shit. Uh, Let me just confirm that. Yep, Hiro Murai. Okay, shout out to him. A fantastic body of work when it comes to directing, music videos, and just generally anything he touches. So check this one out, Never Catch Me, Flying Lotus, Kendrick Lamar. We'll see you in a little bit later. We'll tell you what's trending. So until then, you know, keep your head up. Bye. Bye. Bye.